So I'm Duncan Stewart. I'm director of Deloitte Research for uh, Canada in the areas of technology, media, and telecommunications. And I just recently joined our U.S. Center for TMT at Deloitte. So I, I'm wearing two hats, uh, which is great. I've been uh, with Deloitte now for uh, over a dozen years. And in that time, I'm one of the co-authors of Deloitte's annual tech, media, and telecom predictions. The 2021 report is out. We've got nine great topics. I, I personally wrote three of them myself, but uh, I'm pretty familiar with the others. So let's have a talk about uh, predictions for 2021 and beyond. Absolutely. Well, obviously, the first one um, is all these video visits and video meetings that we are now doing. I would uh, bet that the majority of people, if we polled them at the end of 2019, uh, would have said, what is Zoom? Don't know what that (laughs) is. Uh, And now uh, Zoom is not just a tool we use. It is a verb. Um, and, and so I, I'm really curious and interested on your, your take. Obviously, in, in your report, you talked about uh, numbers are, are growing. Um, I think in, in there, you talked about specifically in regards to the use of video and medicine and doctor's visits. Is, is, is it worth a billion dollars in Canada or is that a prediction? That's a prediction. So what what we were looking at is, so worldwide, there's about eight and a half billion doctor's visits each year in the OECD alone. Uh, Canada is about 250 million visits, and it's about a 20-some billion dollar market. Uh, so if, as happens in our prediction, we get to 5% of all visits becoming video, uh, 5% of 20 is ballpark billion dollars. And that's a US billion, so uh, that's in real money. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of things that come up as a result of, um, you know, this this growth in in how we use technology specific to medicine. I just you know recall a few days ago, my mother-in-law thought we were actually taking her to the doctor's office, and it was no no no, well, we're we're calling in first to see whether you actually need uh, to go. And so there's so many questions that come up, and I'm wondering whether you or your team had a chance to sort of dig into that. And and one of them obviously is the ability for people to connect to the internet, right? So if we speak here in Canada, forget about worldwide, but, you know, there are communities across this country that, you know, whether, you know, they're on a Zoom call and it drops all the time or whether there just isn't the the broadband internet capabilities in certain communities. Um, and, and I'm really curious whether there's going to be a, a, um, a race to ensure that we're all connected. So let's kind of take that one slowly and let's make it about Canada. I mean, there's global angles to this as well. Obviously, connectivity. So I did a webinar on on this topic, the video visits uh, for uh, for Deloitte India. And, you know, there, there's a lot of doctors in the cities and there's not a lot of doctors in the countryside. But the problem is in the countryside, sometimes there's even you know worse connectivity than you'd have here in remote Canada. So it's, it's a big global issue. But let's make it about Canada. First of all, most Canadians are connected well enough that they would be able to do video visits. It doesn't take a ton of bandwidth. Uh, You know, it it depends kind of, you know, obviously in the big cities, it tends to be pretty good, even in most of the suburbs. That said, there's going to be a non-trivial number of Canadians who don't have 
it's not so much the bandwidth because they almost everybody, you know, has the bandwidth, at least some of the time it's can they guarantee it? Because a lot of people, you know, their their Internet connectivity is good for some parts of the day, but not others. And it kind of comes and goes. Well, if you've got to have an urgent call to your doctor, you don't just need sometimes having enough bandwidth for a video visit. You need to have it kind of all the time because you never know when you're going to need it. It's like, you know, I don't want my smoke detector to work only some of the time. Right. One of the interesting things going on is that there's a lot of different moving pieces, uh, both in Canada and around the world. Governments are pushing really hard on rural broadband. They're spending money. They're investing. They're committing funds to it. At the same time, and this is one of our predictions from last year, at the same time, we're seeing tremendous uh, uh, moves in the satellite space. So these low Earth orbit data satellites these are uh, launching a hundred, a hundred, couple hundred a month, and they seem to be good at providing service that would be good enough to enable a video visit. And that would, I mean, the great thing about building a constellation of satellites, the bad thing is you got to put up, uh, you know, 10,000 satellites and that costs a lot of money. The good thing is when you cover it, you cover the whole planet. So uh, that's one of the things that we think could be actually an accelerator of video visits in remote areas. These people may not find it easy to get to a doctor and having uh, rural connectivity will allow them to have, to narrow that health divide between urban and rural Canada. I can just imagine the impact on health when, you know, top doctors, whether in Canada or in the U.S., able to connect with people in rural communities, forget about in Canada, but globally, Globally. you know, just the the impact on health is going to be amazing. But there was a thing that I liked really a lot. And I, I don't know if you heard me say this on a, on the webinar, I think you sat in on. Are, do you remember me using the French word triage? Yes, yes. So triage is a medical concept. And the idea is medical beds, doctors, emergency rooms, uh, MRI machines, they are scarce and expensive. And you don't just give them to the first person who walks in. Instead, what you do is you have a screening process where you save them for the most important and the most urgent cases. If you think about it, video visits are a form of triage. Why don't I start by having a video call with my doctor. My doctor may be able to solve my problem on that call, or they can say, please come see me in the office, or they can say, go see a specialist and I'll set that up, which might even be a video call or might be in person, or, and this is important, they actually have the ability in real time to stare you in the face and go, go to the hospital right now. And if you think about it, it's yet another screening tool that everybody has access to, everybody knows how to use, and is, checks his uh, calculator, more or less free. I mean, you know, there's some incremental small costs, but wow, this is a cheap and easy way that allows us to perform triage on a lot of the visits that frankly don't need to be done in person. Absolutely. Uh, One of your other predictions, uh, Duncan, was the the growth or the, uh, I guess the upcoming growth in women's sports. Uh, and it was, you know, it's it's really interesting because obviously with the pandemic and, you know, things shutting down, um, obviously one of the things that shut down was live sports and the broadcast of these uh, live sports. And, you know, here in Canada, we had uh, Rogers that invested billions of dollars in the NHL, the broadcast NHL games. Uh, and as soon as they were life sports was able to come back in, in, in the form that it did. These companies were like cheering 
great. We've got more programming. We can sell more commercials. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm really curious in terms of, you know, are broadcasters really taking advantage and are they excited about this new, if we want to call it new, programming opportunity? Some are. Some broadcasters are out in front of the curve on this one. So 84% of sports fans follow at least one woman's sports. Uh, when I look around the world in 2020, there were uh, nearly 90,000 people watching a women's cricket match in Australia. Uh, the the ratings, I, I I was in France last summer, not last summer, two summers ago, uh, for the Women's World Cup whole bunch of French people sitting in a bar cheering like crazy for the French women's team. And they were there and they were drinking and they were watching and they were buying more rounds of rosé wine. So the the audiences are there. It is, it is time for women's sports. Uh, the ratings are growing. The numbers are growing. And the some broadcasters get it. I'll be honest. Some broadcasters are getting it. Some haven't quite gotten it yet. And where I think this gets interesting is the cost. Now, you'll know, Kareem, you'll know the cost of, of like the NBA or Major League Baseball, or you just mentioned Rodgers and uh, and hockey. Uh, football is insane. And whether that's American yeah. football or, or global football, the costs are out of this world and going straight up, man. They're going straight up. That's for the men's games, the women's games. Oh man, they're they're giving these things away. You can for one hundred, literally, literally one percent or less of the cost of the men's game, get these women's sports now. And you know what? They're only getting more popular, and they have awesome demographics. They tend to attract younger people, millennials, uh, 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 women, obviously. So there's some really amazing demographic reasons why I think the market, not just for women's sports in terms of us watching it, but the market in terms of the sports rights is about to go through the roof. Yeah. And is it as simple as it's so the, the, the barrier to entry in terms of cost is so low in terms of why brands should get in? Or is there a is there a deeper opportunity, something deeper than just it's affordable? in terms of why brands should take a look at this seriously. Well, I mean, the demographic thing, but also, you know, you've got the whole, and it's whether it's Black Lives Matter or whatever, mm. we have a, this is really a tipping point in Canada and around the world around diversity and inclusion. And that relates to all kinds of things, uh, race and sexuality, but gender as well. I think for a broadcaster to really get behind women's sports, not only is it cheap, not only does it bring amazing audiences, it sends a signal about who you are and what you believe in. And that signal is great for viewers. It's great for advertisers. And it's great for employees. As an employee of these companies, wouldn't you feel better knowing that you work for an employer who, who had these kinds of values? So I really think this is an amazing... And also, uh, Kareem, I'm not sure if you're a hockey fan. Yeah. Yeah. You ever watch women's hockey? It's amazing. I do. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. the men's game, I mean, I, my my grandfather was an amazingly good hockey player and he was, and I'm not making this up, but he was a big guy back in, this was back in the forties. Uh, he played game in Ottawa and he was like five, seven and 145 pounds. And, and he was one of the bigger guys on the ice, you know, and they would yeah. skate around and they had lots of room. The average male player these days is what? Six, two, six, four, 220, 200. And, and they're so big big that it's 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 hard for them to move around because the ice space ice hasn't gotten any bigger really the That's women's right. game it's all about the passing and the playmaking it's an awesome thing to go watch 
I mean, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It's a different game. It's a beautiful game, I think. Absolutely. Um, listen, we don't have too much time. I wanted to quickly touch on one other thing, and let's stay with sports. Sure. Um, yeah. There, there's been talk recently of uh, the federal government um, or, or, or governments in Canada at least allowing single spets, single sport betting. Um, uh. You talked about uh, data and sports data and athletes, you know, where, whether it's through the wearables or, or other types of technology. Um, you know, you're, you're, where, where is that going in 2021 and beyond? Well, I'm giving you a sneak peek on this one because I think this is going to be one of our 2022 uh, predictions All right. about sports and betting. And I've got a I've got a paper that I just actually proposed to my boss who said, yeah, I love that. So it's all about the betting market. And it's about because uh, this is important. Uh, I mean, personally, me, I'm not a better. I don't bet on sports. That's fine. People who do, I don't think are bad people. But it's it can be a problem. Let's be honest here. There are people who have problems with sports betting and they overdo it. So I'm, I'm, I am conscious of that issue. However, I am telling you right now, with the laws in the States and the laws in Canada, we are going to see not just betting on single games. The thing that's going on more and more is in-game betting. You know, will they make this penalty shot? Will they score on this power play? Uh, that kind of stuff. And that is, I think, really going to be a very large market. I'm looking at data coming out of the U.S., man, and, and the numbers are just growing quarter over quarter, year over year. Um, when you look at the UK, the betting on sports market can be a much bigger thing than it is here in North America. And I'm not even slightly brave when I predict that it's about to grow here the way it did there. Very interesting. Uh, Duncan, thanks so much for your time. If uh, people are going to want to read more about uh, these predictions, where, where should they go? Just go on the Deloitte Canada website and look under Deloitte Predictions, and there you go. It's all there. Deloitte TMT Predictions. It's 122 pages filled with charts and pictures and endnotes, uh, and it's a, it's a fun read. But there's also infographics and videos, and there's even actually a stylized puppet show that I – no, no, that's not true. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Thank you so much, Duncan. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Kareem. Power your advertising. Working with Active International enables you to fund your advertising using your company's own products, assets, or even services. We have over 30 years' experience connecting and bringing value to businesses all over the globe, helping many brands scale up into household names. Want to achieve more from your marketing spend? Contact Active International today.